Hello and welcome to our reflections for Sunday the 27th of February from Black Horse Road Baptist Church with me Naaman. Today we're continuing our series looking at some of the I am sayings of Jesus in the Gospel of John and Andrew will be sharing with us a little bit later on from John chapter 14 and verse 6 where Jesus said I am the way. Today is also the end of the first week of our Pastor Malcolm's six-week sabbatical. He's taking time to read, rest and pray. So Malcolm, if you're listening, I hope you have been able to rest and pray this week and that the next five weeks are a real blessing for you. Anne is going to lead us in a song now. If you know the words to restore, O Lord, the honour of your name, then do join in as she sings. But if not, listen along to the words and make this a prayer. Restore, O Lord, the honour of your name. In works of sovereign power, come shake the earth again, that men may I'm sure that many of us have been horrified as we have heard and seen what has been going on in Ukraine. And so let's take a moment and pause and pray for the crisis in Ukraine and going to use a prayer that has been written by Pete Gregg from the 24-7 prayer organisation. Let us pray. Father God, King of all nations, we cry out to you now for the people of Ukraine. We ask you to rescue those who are vulnerable from the hands of their enemies, that they may live without fear before you all their days. Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Lord of lords and Prince of peace, as our politicians are predicting the biggest war in Europe for many years, we cry out to you urgently to write another story in our time. Thwart the dark machinations of evil men, 
give wisdom beyond human wisdom to peacemakers seeking an equitable and less violent way. May politicians exercise the wisdom from above, which is peaceable, gentle, willing to yield and full of mercy. Kiri eleison. Lord, have mercy. Holy Spirit, we pray for the church in Ukraine, a nation in which 70% of the people call themselves Christian. Give our brothers and sisters in that nation courage in this crisis, that they may proclaim the good news of your kingdom, bind up broken hearts, and bring comfort to all who mourn. Kiri eleison. Lord, have mercy. You, Lord, make wars to cease to the end of the earth. You break the bow and shatter the spears and burn shields with fire. And so we ask you now to save the lives of many people in Ukraine. Make a peace that is strong and not weak. We hear of wars and rumours of wars. But you, Lord, are our rock, our fortress and our deliverer. Our hope is in you. And so we pray, O Lord, using the words of the psalm, and say that to the nations, be still and know God. He is exalted among the nations. He shall be exalted in the earth. Kiri eleison. Lord, have mercy. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Amen. John 14, verses 1 to 10. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing this work. I don't know how you've been feeling this week. I've been feeling very unsettled with what's been going on in Ukraine. But do you know what? This is the perfect passage for us this week. This passage starts in 14 verse 1 with don't let your hearts be troubled and if you read on down it ends in 14:27 with peace I leave with you my peace I give you 
And do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Why were the disciples troubled? Why would they be afraid? Why did they need peace? What's that got to do with Jesus being the way, the truth and the life? You might ask. This whole passage is a series of questions and answers from the disciples. It's one question after another from Peter, from Thomas, from Philip and from Judas. Not that Judas. Jesus keeps talking about going away. And Peter replies, where are you going? To which Jesus gives a somewhat cryptic answer. Where I am going, you can't follow now, but you will follow later. And you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas, the same one who said, let's go and die with him, says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? To which Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can almost sense the frustration in Thomas's voice when he asks his question, or Philip's frustration a few sentences later when he says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. There's a sense from the disciples that this isn't what we signed up for when we thought we'd find the Messiah. When Philip said in John chapter 1, he said, We find the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. If he was looking forward to how the next three years might go and imagined where he would be, I don't think this is how he would have imagined it. It doesn't really tell us what the disciples thought was going to happen but they knew they were in danger in John chapter 11 verse 8 the disciples were questioning if it was really wise to go back to Jerusalem and uh, Thomas a few verses later said well let's let's go and die with him and Peter in the end of chapter 13 there's thinking in terms of dying alongside Jesus they were confused they were afraid they saw a confrontation with the Jews coming and they really thought it was going to end in death I think Jesus is saying to them, I know you thought this was going to end differently and you were expecting something different to what's about to happen and none of this makes sense right now and it almost certainly won't make sense while it's happening but it will make sense afterwards. You guys think you're looking for a religious leader or the leader of an uprising but what you're actually looking for is right here in front of you. I am God made flesh. This is us getting back to the Garden of Eden. What I'm about to do is going to open up the way back to God that was closed when Adam and Eve left the Garden. I'm going to undo the lie that was told in the Garden. I'm going to conquer death. And not just once like you saw with Lazarus, but forever. Have you ever felt that Jesus wasn't living up to your expectations? Have you ever felt like the Christian life isn't turning out to be what you signed up for? You... One of the highs that you had at the beginning and sometimes it feels like a slog. You wanted the worship experience, you know, to just continue 24-7 and sometimes you're up to your elbows in the washing up. You want results, you want progress, you want God to speak clearly and yet you read your Bible and you're left scratching your head. You pray and you still don't know what you're supposed to do. These are Jesus' last words in John chapter, you know, 13, 14, 3, 17. And he's telling them so much that it's only going to make sense to them later. Even in John 14, 29, he basically says that. He said, I've told you now before that happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. Often we want instant answers. We want instant knowledge. And 
But this is something we can only come to by meditating on it and allowing it to sink in. This whole passage is doubling down on something which John has been dealing with again and again in recent chapters, but which is hard to get your head around. You say you have to hear something at least five times before you remember it, and John says that again and again and again. Jesus and the Father are one. You've seen one, you don't need to see the other. In John 10 verse 30, he says, I and the Father are one. Jesus says in John 14 verse 10, Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. In John 14 verse 20, he says, I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Ultimately, we're all searching for God, whether we know it or not. The disciples were searching for God and he was right there in front of them. Sometimes like that, it's like that for us too, if we just stop and look. We've been studying Exodus in our grow group and you know, God started in the garden walking with Adam and Eve and then they were separated from him by sin. And in Exodus, God comes again and he's in the middle of his people in the fire and the cloud and he gives them the law and the tabernacle and it says he made his dwelling among them. But in this dwelling, he's hidden behind a curtain and behind all these ceremonies in case his holiness destroys them. But now in Jesus, God really has made his dwelling with them. That curtain in the tabernacle and in the temple that was needed to stop God's holiness, destroying a sinful people, is about to be torn in two. Jesus is about to make a way. The I am is among them and he's showing them the way to God, the way to be set free by the truth, the way to live. He's right among them, calling them and saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you to be with me forever. Obey me, follow me, believe in me. Jesus didn't come to teach us the way like Muhammad or Confucius or like Buddha, these other religious leaders. Jesus is the way. He made a way to bring us to God. He embodied God and walked among us. Jesus didn't come to teach us the truth. He embodied it. He was the word in the beginning through whom everything was made that has been made. He is wisdom. He came from the Father full of grace and truth. You want to know what's true, what you can base your life on? Look no further. Throw away the self-help manual. Don't look into yourself what's true. Jesus is the truth made flesh. Look to him, seek to know him, walk with him, listen to him, talk to him, and you'll find everything you've always been looking for. Of course, we want to live. We will all die, but we want to live. We want to live now, and we want to know that our life now has significance. Jesus is the life. He had to die to bring us life, but he brought us life in all its fullness. Sometimes we think that Christian life is about suppressing our God-given appetites. That we all need to go on a diet or, you know, no sex, please, we're Christians. But all these things are good things given by God in their proper context, these appetites. They're all shadows of the desire that God planted in us for him. And when it comes to God, we shouldn't suppress our appetites. We need to cultivate them. We need to feed them. The Bible tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. I think as we get older, we learn to moderate our ambitions and our desires as we rack up disappointments. We start as idealists. We invest in our hopes, in our leaders, in our partners, in our careers. And over time, somehow we learn to, to rein it in. But Jesus will never disappoint you. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He has come that you would have life and have it to the full. John wrote this book so that we would know Jesus. He tells us in John 20, 31, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And he opens in John 1 with 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Don't come to Jesus and try to put on him who you want him to be. As the disciples are doing a little bit here and are getting frustrated, listen to his words. Let him speak to you of who he is. Meditate on the one who is the way and the truth and the life. And if you're a believer, the eternal God has made his dwelling in you. Let that sink in. Those desires you have, you can find all of them will be fulfilled in him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he is your way home to your Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Thank you, Andrew. Let us pray again. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are the way, the truth and the life. Thank you for calling us to follow you. We place our trust and hope in you. Help us to keep following you today and for the rest of our days as you lead us to the place where we will see you face to face. Amen. And if you know the words, let's say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.